0: Thinking about what we're going to say to open this up.
1: What are you going to say?
0: Nothing. I don't have any ideas. Every time we start an episode, I'm just like, how are we going to start this? Mm. We can just say, hey.
1: Welcome to So Good So Far podcast.
0: Honestly, <laughs> I've not thinking we should lay off
1: Disney adults a little.
0: I know. Wait, okay. Actually, I have something about that. We need to talk about that.
1: <laughs> okay. Welcome back to So Good Welcome So Far Welcome back to podcast. So Good So Far
0: podcast. <laughs> wait, <laughs> should we start with Straight to Jail and
1: like talk about Disney adults? Okay. Do you want to apologize to them? I'm sorry. I feel bad if I went really <laughs> okay, hard on you. We,
0: we went hard on Disney adults. And here's the thing. My friend from work, Sammy, like came for me. Not because she's a Disney adult, but she was like, my boyfriend's dad is a Disney adult, but he's like so sweet. And I think there's mm-hmm. like exceptions to the rule. I think sure. everyone knows who we're talking about when we say that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's a specific type of person. Here's the thing I completely forgot. My sweet, sweet, sweet grandmother is the biggest Disney adult ever. This is what Sammy was telling me. She was like, my boyfriend's dad lives mm-hmm. in Florida right by the park and he has a pass and he goes all the time. Mm-hmm. He just loves it. And I'm like, that's that's sweet. Like something about that is not weird to me. I think he's just like going to have a good time because he likes it. And she said some, it was something about maybe his childhood or something like that. And anyway, she was saying that. And then I just remembered that my grandma is like obsessed with Mickey Mouse she has so many Mickey Mouse things in her home and we had a surprise 75th birthday party for her a few years ago and it was Mickey Mouse themed and it was so sweet, so pure.
1: Okay, yeah. So it's like- maybe, there's- maybe it's just that I think it's weird when they're like 30 to 40 to 50. Then once you're older than 50, it gets sort of cute.
0: It's like cute again. Also like people in their 20s. That is also weird to me a little bit. But mm-hmm. you know, like the people who do like the Disney program,
1: <laughs> like the school thing. Yes, that's also what I'm talking about, I guess.
0: and and no offense to those people. Like I knew a few people in college who did that, and Me they too. were nice
1: people, mm-hmm. but still like straight to. <laughs> you know what it is? It's that I don't like when people are into franchises. Because the entire point of a franchise is to make money off of you and to make you want more stuff from it. Like that's the whole point of like the Marvel universe too. It's like, I just don't like companies who are just putting out content simply to make money. And it's not about like the art of it at all.
0: I a hundred percent agree. And that just reminded me of something that said crypto is for the same people who think that the Marvel movie should have won more Oscars. Yeah. If that's not true, you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: NFTs.
0: Anyway. Okay. So that's our apology to Disney adults. Uh, It's a terrible apology.
1: (laughs) You should go to jail, but I'm sorry about
0: it. No, as a blanket statement, we don't judge people. We're not out here actually being like, don't do this. Like, we don't actually care. This is just a funny segment to make fun of things that we personally wouldn't do. Mm Mm-hmm. That are kind of collectively
1: like stop doing that thing you know yeah yes exactly mm-hmm. let's do
0: our few other um straight to jails okay you go ahead oh
1: I also have to say that um shout out to my friend Lauren who just listened I just told her about my podcast last night and she texted me this morning and said I just listened to your last her your newest podcast and I love the straight to jail segment
0: <gasps> yes so- okay wait let me piggyback off of that and say that this is kind of part of a life update, but it's about straight to jail. So we'll just bring it up. I went to Steamboat. We went to Steamboat the same weekend, Jackie and I. And we we didn't see each other. We didn't see each other. other. We didn't even even know we were both going. We didn't even take each other. We just, that's who we are. Um, That's our friendship. So I went to Steamboat with my, like some people from my office. It was like a company sponsored ski trip. And one of the nights we were there, we all stayed at my boss's like big mountain home (laughs) and we were having dinner. And I was telling everybody about straight to jail because someone said Postinos and, you know, I like dragged my -hmm. entire office for saying Postinos. And I was like, guys, I have to tell you, I dragged every single one of you on my (laughs) most recent podcast episode for saying Postinos, blah, blah, blah. So we get into this whole concept of straight to jail and we start talking about it. And now everyone in my office who, no, not everyone, everyone who was on the ski trip, you know who you are has been saying straight to jail to me or bringing it up or it's like an inside joke and it's pretty funny um also some of my some of the people that were there told me that they listened to the podcast on their way back from Steamboat and they listened to the are you cooking too many eggs on your one night stand episode which <laughs> I did recommend when I was drunk
1: <laughs> that's such a funny episode <laughs> it's
0: so funny it's also. So revealing. These people know me, but they don't like know me. Well, they do now. They do now. And then my friend Casey from work went on a trip to Savannah with some of her friends. And on the plane, she listened to our most recent episode. And she thought the straight to Joe thing was so funny. And so then all weekend she said, her and her friends were like saying that
1: about certain <laughs> things.
0: So I was like, That's actually okay, awesome. Okay, we are actually starting yeah. a movement. <laughs>
1: we didn't technically well, really, start it, but like started in any in any capacity. But, but uh,
0: it but like, started, it's
1: spreading. Yeah. yeah. And so I think in the future, we're going to do a straight to jail crowdsourced episode. Yeah. We yeah. Ask. And I think that could do well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We'll start, we'll start asking you guys. I mean, if you want to mm-hmm. even start writing them in, just mm-hmm. DM us on our Instagram, text us, whatever you want to do a straight to jail that you think of, because yes. even if you think of it right now, while you're listening to this episode, just text me, text Jackie and be like, here's a straight to jail and we'll use it. Because we yeah. love crowdsourcing because it's easy. Yeah,
1: exactly. Okay, so. <laughs> okay,
0: you start. So, all right.
1: Um, my first rate to jail this week is kids who can flip their eyelids inside out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, this was like my biggest fear as a child. Yes, <laughs> the kids on the bus who like always sat in the last seat and were just like menaces to society. <laughs> flipping their eyelids
1: inside you know what's crazy is i've never seen an adult do that so do you think you just age <laughs> out of it or do you think you're like that's i think you age out anymore. of wanting
0: to do it okay. i also think you get to a point in your life where it's not societally acceptable like at your job <laughs> <laughs> just imagine you could do that in and- jail probably <laughs> you can do it you if you're already in jail, jail. <laughs> to be fair what though would actually you want to Let's, let's be honest. Those kids that did that are already in jail. So <laughs> <laughs> I can actually name a few. <laughs> yeah,
1: Who are already in jail? Well, you let's not call them out. Like I, don't want, I don't want someone coming for us when they get out of jail. <laughs> Believe me, they're not listening to this. <laughs> they don't know.
0: They didn't even know mm. I was in high school. Thank God. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> okay, here's mine. Mine is... <laughs> Mine are always like really targeted, and I feel like people hear them and they're like, oh, "That's me." When people say, "I did a thing,"
1: I literally wrote that. <laughs> yes. that's too. I did a thing. Captions straight to jail. <laughs> that is straight
0: to jail. Straight to jail. Oh my god! Stop saying that when you get a haircut, buy mm-hmm. a house,
1: dye your hair, pierce your nose. Okay, but stop. That's the thing. Is you just said dye your hair, cut your hair, piercing, then buy a house. Those are <laughs> the same thing. They're not, but that's, those are the four most common. The more expensive or whatever, the like harder the thing that you did, the worse it is that you said I did a thing. You're just like undermining your own accomplishments
0: right. and also
1: annoying me while doing it. Right. It's like,
0: it, and it kind of, I mean that and anything else that's like, a social media trend thing to say, like photo dump, stop saying photo dump. If you want to do a photo dump? Do it. Stop yeah. calling it a photo dump. Yeah. Stop. Like
1: how about no captions, 2022, just right. stop putting captions. We don't stop need to know captions. the context.
0: I mean, the pictures should speak for
1: themselves. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, half my straight to jail things are just about uh, Instagram captions. I mean, yeah. it's giving 2009 emo kid.
1: Mm-hmm. rar xd yeah that's it's like, like i did it's a like thing. that but as an adult yeah <laughs> yes exactly
0: it's like uh, i did a thing <laughs> Look what it is. like what uh, it's <sighs> like i am just like i'm cringing for mm-hmm. you and i'm sorry mm-hmm. i mean i'm sorry if you do that but this is your chance to this is your chance to pivot
1: we're telling you in the nicest way we can just be
0: you just be you you don't have to say but, i did yeah. a thing be real about it say yep. I'm so excited because we bought a house
1: yeah. Uh, we, bought a, we bought left. a house. Just say we bought a house.
0: Yeah. It's like, we're so excited, whatever.
1: So my next straight to jail is, so I was in the grocery store the other day and this guy just passed next to me this like 40 year old man, 40 50 year old man passed next to me and just looks me in the eye and goes, have a good day. Mm. No. So like <laughs> <laughs> to jail won't. if we have never, talked or even seen each other before and you wish me a good day we're gonna have to investigate that it's just it's just not
0: it's not socially correct
1: no it's like you can say like you can nod that's okay yeah you could um you could just Like, like say like hello that's fine a hello is never I'll never take that in the worst way unless you like look me up and down or something like that but like have a good day.
0: It's like, did we have a conversation? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a closing remark. You're just, you're just wishing me a good day out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, it doesn't add up.
1: Yeah. I just don't like when old men are too, too friendly, too friendly, too fast.
0: Sure. Sure. I I guess I'd have to be there to really see it, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. I'll say Mm -hmm. that.
1: Yeah. Simply not adding up. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. I have one more.
1: I, I have another one too, actually. Okay. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I'll do this one.
0: <laughs> um, when people say adulting,
1: uh,
0: yeah. stop, That's just stop. It, it's bad. giving the same thing as I did a thing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like undermining your own adulthood. I don't understand why we even turned adult into a verb. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from?
1: Never needed to be a group.
0: Never, never, because yeah, being an adult isn't isn't always easy. Isn't always glamorous. We talk about it all the time. We miss childhood. It's great. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say adulting. Like you just don't. Simple. You could just say some days being adult's rough. You know, mm-hmm. so true. We all get it. Adulting's hard. It's giving the same vibes as all the other things. We said. <laughs>
1: We just hate one person. I'm sorry to that person. I do hope they don't listen to our podcast. But it's
0: No, it's not just one person. Like I'm seeing this across the board every single day. I feel like I see someone say adulting and I feel like I see someone say I did a thing. And here's the thing. They saw it once and they're like, that's hilarious. I'm going to start saying that. And it's, you know, it's just not. <laughs>
1: it's just not funny. It's Once again,
0: I feel like I'm being mean. But this, this is, is your just podcast. my opinion. This is just my opinion, people. Take it yeah. or leave it.
1: Mm-hmm. You also don't need to DM us if you don't think we're right. No, you do not. <laughs> okay. So my last one, I think is. we're just going to wrap it up after this, but I hate it when men say like. You could just stop right there. I hate it when men, straight to jail. All men, straight to jail. Now, okay. You know when a man is like. Like something terrible happens to a woman and they're like, yeah, I was just thinking about how, like, if that happened to my mom or my sister or my girlfriend, I would be upset. And it's like, you don't need to do some weird math where you're like, if this happened to my own family, like, you don't need to imagine this happening to your own family or someone close to you to just like be a human being and put yourself in a woman's shoes.
0: Right. And, and feel Mm -hmm empathetic.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just like an, can you yeah. feel like maybe you would you could understand how being violated like your body being violated could feel without like being like I could imagine how it would feel if my mom's body was violated.
0: Right, it's like, well, okay, <laughs> that's cool, but it shouldn't have to be happening to your family member or someone close to you for you to realize that it's wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Straight to, jail for real. straight to jail mm-hmm. for any, any man who says like, I wouldn't want that to happen to my mom or sister. It's like, you are part of the problem.
0: Right. Because you know? you're, you're, you're not thinking that it's a problem until it happens to someone close to you. Mm-hmm. That, I mean, that goes for That's a lot the of the only
1: way that you can figure it out or you can feel like it's a problem. Yeah.
0: I feel like that goes for tons of things. Like not thinking something is a problem because it's not affecting you, mm-hmm. but that's yes. a, whole exactly. yeah, a whole other conversation <laughs> conversation okay. for another day. Okay. Well, do we want to get into the rest of our life updates? I mean, I already mm-hmm. had a few, but mm-hmm. yeah, you go ahead. Okay. Yeah. I quit my job. I did a thing. Oh my God. You're done. Oh my God. She did a thing. She went back to school. She quit her job. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I quit my job. My last day was two days ago and I'm just going to be a server for a little while. And We're going to stop living paycheck to paycheck completely. And and I'm going to have more time for the podcast, which I'm super excited about. And I'm going to have more time for schoolwork and just more time, I think, to be alone because that was really nice. And then I've been getting over a cold, just like uh, the common cold. Mm -hmm. And this is... The common cold, it's, it sounds like it would be, but it is not just like a basic bitch. It just knocked me on my ass and I haven't been sick besides getting actually COVID. I haven't been sick in like two, over two years. I know dude. This. Yeah. Either, of masks. Like one show, shows you mask work, but also when I got sick, Oh, did I get sick? And I didn't know what to do. Cause I didn't remember so I was like just chugging NyQuil, like, is this right? I don't know. Help. Oh, God. Dang yeah. it. I know. Yeah. Dang. So it's just like that common cold. Um. Yeah. So if you have any tips on what to do when you're sick, let me know, because literally I just chug NyQuil for like two days straight.
0: You know, that's one way to deal with it. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. That's kind of all my life is. What about you? Any life crises? Um...
0: Um, no. Well, you know, I'm always kind of going through a crisis of just the regular, um, the regular adulting things such as what do I want to do with the rest of my life? Am I on the right career path? Am I living in the right place? Yada, yada, yada. But that's just kind of a daily thing. But some life updates. I shared a couple, went to Steamboat. Trying to think of like exciting things that have happened since we last talked. Um, I went and saw Nate Bargatze, who's just one of the greatest comedians of all time. Love Mm -hmm. him. And saw him uh, in Denver. And, of course, it was just so good. He's just so funny. Like, he had a couple guys who opened, and they were, like, pretty funny. I was like, yeah, they're funny. Like, I could write jokes like that. And then Nate comes out, and he's just, like, killing it left and right. And it's his delivery. He's just so good. So that was fun. And then um, I've been running. That's Mm -hmm. a new thing I've been doing.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I know. I'm actually really enjoying it. I've run here and there, but like not really like not. I mean, you know, I haven't ever been like super committed to it. And I'm training for this marathon relay that I'm doing with some people in my office. Basically, there's like teams of people and you each like run a leg. I think my leg is 4.1
1: miles. So it's not. It's a really long leg.
0: Yeah. It's not super long. It's a, it's not the shortest leg. What about your other leg? Uh well you know um I don't have a good comeback I'm sorry I just my brain's onto there <laughs> <laughs> I am kind of training for that I ran two miles today ran and walked but yeah so that's kind of my only other life update just been doing regular life things nice but not a lot to report
1: just you give yeah. any recommendations
0: yeah I just finished Euphoria season two today and it was just an emotional roller coaster. It was a lot going on. Um, super good. I've had a lot. I mean, I know you don't watch it, but a lot of people told me, oh, season two is like way less dark than season one. I'm going to go ahead and beg to differ. Season two is incredibly dark. There's a lot of like characters that just go to like very, very dark places. There's a lot more like violence. It's the first season's a lot too, but it's so good. It's always good. That's my rec. That's all I have right now. I don't have anything, any other new content.
1: Yeah, I don't have too much either. I just have, uh, I just finished The Invisible Life with Addie LaRue.
0: Oh yeah, I remember you talking about that.
1: And yeah, I finally finished it and it's just, it's really good. I I think it's probably one of my favorite books that I've read this year. Really? I'll read it. It's definitely kind of a long read, but sort of a, like, it's sort of a love story. And also like, kind of makes you think about like what it means to like be remembered and helps you kind of like be grateful that, you know, you can't like, you know, when you have that thought, like, God, I'm so stupid. Why the fuck did I do that? You know, like that keeps you up at night. Um, Sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like almost makes you feel grateful for moments like that because like that is actually what makes you human is being able to be remembered even for your mistakes. So that's my only recommendation um yeah so to get into the episode more yes mm -hmm. today sorry go ahead no you go yeah you go
0: today we were gonna record a different episode but we just got to chatting about friendship breakups i came across this post from the holistic psychologist on instagram dr nicole Lapera, and it's just basically like common reasons why friendships end or fade away and i think Especially in your 20s, Uh, probably all through life. I don't know. I always say in your 20s, but that's because we're in our 20s. But you definitely, friendships kind of ebb and flow and you kind of start to realize more of like who you are and more of who the people you're friends with are. And I think friendships just kind of like come and go because of that and can fade away or like you can even go through like a real friendship breakup which is incredibly hard. And so we wanted to do a little episode talking about like friendships and friendship breakups and how, you know, sometimes those can be just as hard, if not harder than like romantic relationship breakup, I feel like. So I think friendships can be just as important in someone's life as like a romantic relationship, if not more important in some ways, because that person has like been by your side through potentially like multiple people that you've been with or like different things that you've gone through that like your partner hasn't been through with you Mm -hmm. or they've been because I think a lot of people always want to say like my partner is my best friend and I think that's totally fine Mm -hmm. but you want to have friends outside of that I mean in my opinion I think it's really important to have your friends outside of just your romantic partner and having that community of people around you is so important and having your best friends that are not your partner so that you can have people that you can go to, to discuss like certain things or get advice and losing that, especially someone who like potentially has been in your life for years and years that you then lose that person. And, and you weren't expecting to, you know, Mm -hmm. like friendships are those things that you're like, well, well, we can be friends forever. Like, yeah. Right. Relationships. You're like, yeah, we could break up we could.
1: Yeah. That's always a possibility. You know, I mean, that's one the reasons happen, breakups happen, yeah, you know, it's like, that's a lot of the reason why people like don't commit in relationships. Cause they know that that's a possibility.
0: Right. Right. And it's so scary. Whereas with friendships, you're like, this is pretty low risk. Yep. And then it's, and then in, and, and typically I, I don't think there always has to be this super concrete friendship breakup, but like a lot of times there are where there's like a falling out or someone just straight up says like, i don't think that this relationship is like benefiting us anymore, this friendship, you know, Mm -hmm. or it could be much more explosive than that. Like you just never know. But I think we just want to talk about that, validate that and discuss like how, how these things happen. And some of the stuff that we saw in this, in this post, we're going to talk about. And again, it just is coming from, um, the holistic psychologist on Instagram. So we want to give or credit for the post and some of the stuff we'll discuss, but just kind of want to give our thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. Um, in a more like practical sense, I mean, have you ever straight up told someone that you don't want to be friends anymore? I don't think so. I had like one
0: friendship breakup that really wasn't that important in high school where I was really close with this girl. She kind of had like a new best friend every week, like that type of person. And, She was honestly just like a bully. She was like a super mean person. (laughs) All of a sudden she just stopped talking to me and then started like tweeting super mean things about me, like about how my clothes were ugly. Like she didn't like name drop me, but she was just super mean. Everyone knew she was just like a, like a complete bully. It's just the only friendship breakup I can think of. Like Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say she was like my best friend and we only knew each other for honestly, maybe like a year or two. Yeah. She was kind of a terrible person. But I hope she's well.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've had a few where I've just, they've always been just like really mean girls. One time I stopped being friends with these girls right before high school because they TP'd my house. <laughs> I was like, mm, like that's this is it not really a really great friend move. I mean, friends like always gonna go, especially like when you're younger, but I think it's really easy to become friends, especially if you're like quiet empathetic person or whatever to gain these friends who are really outgoing, but can be really mean and judgy and kind of take advantage of you. I feel like yes. they're not looking for someone who's like, who's like that, who's like them because they can't take advantage of them because they can't like boss them around or be mean to them. They, they have no power So they look Mm -hmm. for people, you know, more like us who, at least in high school where we had no power or didn't feel like we had any power and who like, kind of were just grateful for the attention of someone who seems more outgoing or more popular than us. And it's like easy to get taken advantage of. And I feel like that happened Mm -hmm. to me a lot in school. And it was part of the reason why I didn't have any high school friends because that happened a lot in middle school. And I just just kind of shut myself off from it for a pretty long time because of that yeah so i just i feel like yeah that has happened a lot and it's taken a long time to get to a place i think that where i have friends who it's not like a power dynamic it's just like mutually beneficial good relationship of like people that i care about but i mean there's always going to be people that like come into your life and try to take advantage of you
0: yeah i 100 percent agree with what you said, especially about like, or I guess I really relate with what you said about having like being in high school and even middle school, but definitely in high school where I was like, just kind of quiet, pretty passive. I wasn't, I wasn't a very dominant person. I mean, I'm not really like that now either, but I'm not the way that I used to be. Like, I, I feel like I don't have that, those kind of relationships as much anymore, but I had a lot of friends who were just like these really outgoing girls, these girls who were just like, it was almost like they were kind of like taking me under their wing. And I was such a good friend to them and we had so much fun together, but it was like, they had some sort of like power over me, just like you said. And I think I've carried that into like relationships now, where if I feel that happening, I get incredibly defensive because I don't, want this to be that kind of friendship again, or I don't want Mm -hmm. you to think that you can take advantage of me or walk all over me or tell me how I should be living my life. That's just really not something that I accept anymore. And I think whenever I do hear it, I immediately, I'm just like, "Mm, sorry, like, come again. You're going to tell me what to do. It's just interesting. And I think it is again, because I'm not, I'm not out here being like the most dominant assertive mm-hmm. person. That's not really who I've ever been, but now you have the but I confidence feel like I, in yourself
1: to, yeah, I feel like know. I know
0: how to set a boundary and I, yeah. and I have the confidence in myself to make decisions and I trust myself to make the right decisions for me. And I feel like I've accomplished a lot of things and done a lot of things with my life that I'm proud of. And I don't feel like I need this validation from friends or whoever to make me feel like I'm important because I see them as important,
1: you Mm -hmm. know, because
0: girls like that, it would always be like these super popular girls. And not that I was like some weirdo nerd or anything. Like, I mean, not, not that that matters. It's just like, I wasn't just like some little, like girl who had no friends. It was just, I was just like the nice girl. I was just a nice girl. And I would hang out with people. And I think they would just be like, Oh, Nicole will do anything. Nicole will do whatever I want. Nicole will drop everything for me. And I just think I'm better now about like setting a boundary about it and just saying like, no, I don't have time for that. I can't do that right now. Like, no, I'm not going to do that thing when in the past, maybe I would have been like, okay. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's just across the board. It's not just with friendships. I think it just comes from you know, if you want to learn more about boundaries, you can listen to our boundaries episode and <laughs> said number three. Um, but yeah, I think over the years, you kind of start to just
1: those people just kind of fade out of your learn life. Your, yeah. And you start to learn your worth more. I mean, because yeah. also those people, I will say they come and go very fast. What do you think like actually makes a solid friendship or like a friendship? What's the basis of it? Do you think think, you have to have things in common?
0: I guess it kind of depends on what you have in common. Like, I think if it's like, oh, I like to do this thing and you like to do that thing and we're different in that way, totally doable. I think if we uh, see the world in two totally different ways, maybe not quite as feasible, especially as you get older. I think you're just like, these people really, really don't see things the way that I do and I don't see things the way that they do. And I'm not saying you should only surround yourself with people who have the same views and X, Y, and Z, but on a fundamental level of if your values don't line up, it's not easy and it's it can make a friendship really hard. I think another thing that's really important is like you said before, just being equals, not having a power dynamic there. I think that's important in any relationship, but in friendships, especially where you don't feel like you're getting taken advantage of, or vice versa, it's mutually beneficial. You know, you both feel like you're being supported, cared for, heard. I mean, one of the things on here is like reasons that friendships drift apart, like you feel constantly judged or not supported or consistently. And just being supportive, being non judgmental,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not having a power dynamic, being equal. Like, I think a lot of those things make up a solid, like good friendship. Because if you have this competition, if you have power dynamic, if you have, you know, a lot of judgment, it's not ever going to be that healthy.
1: Yeah. I feel like it kind of boils down to respect. You can yeah. actually be friends with someone who looks at things completely different than you. As long as you both respect that you guys see things differently. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I like agree you're with that. And like, on the same page with that. And like, that can be really cool sometimes. Although I do think like, it is really difficult to build a friendship based off of absolutely nothing. Like it has to be something that either you both really like, like a hobby, or like you both work at the same place or like really care about this issue or something like that, you know? Well,
0: I hear what you're saying because- When we're kids and we're in high school, middle Mm -hmm. school, elementary school, whatever, you make friends due to proximity. Yeah. Because you're around all these people, it might, you might not have anything in common. Yeah. Maybe you both play the same sport and that's how you became friends, or you're both in the same class and that's how you became Mm -hmm. friends. But largely it's due to the fact that your parents sent you to the same school. Whereas nowadays, it's like that might still be true at work, but it's like you'd have something very much in common, which is that like you chose to go to school for the same thing. You Mm -hmm. are interested in the same thing. You want to work at the same type of company. And then even then it's like, I'm not friends with every single person I work with. I have close friends at work because they're in the same age range as me. They're interested in the same things. We have good conversations. We worked on projects together, whatever. Whereas aside from that, the rest of your life, it's if you want to make friends, it's like ultimately going to be with somebody who's doing something similar as you, because that's the only way you meet people are going Mm -hmm. to school anymore where you're around people who are your age constantly. It's like, if you want to make friends, you have to put yourself out there in an environment where people are doing something that you're interested in. I
1: always think that like, if you want to make more friends, you need to, yeah, like join a club or like, Start a hobby of some sort, and then Mm -hmm. you can always make friends based off of that. I think that's always been the easiest way to make
0: friends. Yeah, and finding like mutual friends Mm -hmm. and making friends through that. I think so. When as you get older, your friends do actually become more based around like common interests because that's the only way to meet people, really. Like you're not just all being thrown together in a public Mm -hmm. school, (laughs) you know, it's not quite like that. And I think that's why a lot of your friends from you know, childhood kind of do fade. Not everyone. I still have great friends from childhood. And in a lot of situations, you maybe wouldn't have been friends with your friends in high school had you met them now, you know, because you were a different person. You were just a kid. Like you don't really have this whole dynamic full life. Like you're just developing as a human. (laughs) So I think a lot of things go into it to meet people who are, who have similar interests and at least something in common with you.
1: And and going back to like, you can tell if a friendship is maybe not great for you, if like they're always judging you or not supporting you. A lot of friendship is just based on shared experience. And so when you share your experience, whether it's like either in the moment or a past thing that's happened to you, it's important that you don't feel like your experience is like Like being invalidated. invalidated. Yeah, exactly. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think We were talking about this before, this is kind of how we got onto the topic, but I've just had friends who are pretty judgmental and I used to take it very personally. Ultimately, it comes down to that person being having some sort of insecurity and having to point out your flaws in order to make themselves feel better, constantly having to ask you why you're doing something a certain way or why you did that. That just comes from a place of them wanting to gain more control in an area that they don't have control in their own life or in an area that they're feeling insecure, like not to go off on a judgment tangent, but like anytime I've had a real judgmental thought about somebody, like whether it's just a random person or a friend, ultimately I'm like, you know, the reason I'm judging them for that is because maybe I feel insecure in that area. Maybe I feel like, I feel like you can kind of look inward and be like, yeah, it's not really about that person. Is it,
1: you know? Yeah. Honestly, what friends and just relationships in general are, it's just some holding up a mirror to yourself. I mean, that's not what all they are because sometimes it does expand your view, but a lot of times things that you don't like in other people, it's because you see it in yourself and you don't like it.
0: Yeah, I agree. So the next thing she mentions about common reasons friendships end or fade away is that the relationship is built around gossip and complaining. I think maybe we've all had friends like this or been in a friendship like that where we're both contributing. I definitely have, especially when I was younger, I think a lot of my friends or friendships were based around that. And if we weren't doing that, if we weren't gossiping or complaining, it was like, well, what do we talk about? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. because, and nowadays I'm like, that's just, It's just really
1: negative energy. It's definitely something that we've all done. A hundred percent. Like
0: we're not ever being like, we've never done these things. Literally
1: this entire podcast is just complaining about things.
0: (laughs) But it's like, you know what I'm talking about? Just the very negative energy of like sitting down, getting together and just talking about how much life sucks Mm -hmm. or talking about how much you hate somebody. Like,
1: And and also like what kind of. Friendship can you even really build around that, you know? Right.
0: Right. That's it's not an authentic like, I connection. Don't,
1: I don't know anything about you. I just know how much you hate other people.
0: Right, right. You don't like other people. And it's and and again, said it earlier, but that comes from their own insecurity. And I think you just have to realize that because especially if they're putting you down, I mean, that's where it's obviously like incredibly toxic.
1: Like friends aren't there to just like dump your problems on.
0: Mm-hmm. That's definitely something that I feel like I used to do where I just could not shut up about something, especially going through when I was going through a breakup, I felt like I would just talk and talk and talk. I could not stop talking about it. Of course, I was you know, 19 years old, but now I feel like healthy in a healthy friendship, you can say, hey, I really need to vent about something. Do you have the space for this right now? But sometimes people don't. And I think sometimes we can just assume or other people can just assume that, this person wants to hear all about your problems. And it's like, maybe they're really not in the headspace to receive that right now. <laughs> like, yeah. And you can't just assume that they are.
1: If you're all you're doing is complaining to your friends. When are you going to have those like moments where you're like, oh my God, remember that one time when blah, 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 or that one party was so fun. Like, blah, blah, no, like you know, like
0: experience. Yeah. When, it,
1: when are you going to have those positive experiences that you reflect on? And I think that a lot of times that's why, friends who gossip a lot, they keep doing it because you have no other experiences to build off of. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, like, it's not like, okay, if you have that type of friend, you need to cut them out immediately. You can. It's just maybe also, like, try having some experiences with them other than just gossiping. Like, do something where they just, like, shut up for a little while and then you can just, (laughs) like, have fun. Yeah,
0: and see if you actually still enjoy, like, being around them. Like, do you even actually – know what type of person this is? Or are they just bringing a negative energy into your life?
1: I I think that when it comes to like being judged or unsupported by a friend, that is a lot harder to fix. But like you can fix a relationship that's just like simply gossip. It just hasn't like progressed past that. Mm -hmm. If it's like about like a judgy thing, I think, yeah, that's more like insecurity and something that they need to work on themselves. Not to like blame them for that, but also just like you may- not be in a place that you can support them during that because if they're not supporting yeah. you then you know you can only support them for so long before you're like this isn't mutually beneficial which is that's what a friendship is supposed to be
0: yeah it doesn't 100%. have to
1: always be that sometimes people are just going through a really hard time but like it shouldn't constantly be like you being there for them or you like not being supported but just like forgiving them for it
0: hmm I a hundred percent agree. And I think just like you said, it's, it doesn't always mean it's like, oh, I'm going to totally cut this person off. And some people do that. And I think people should do what feels best to them and set the boundaries that they need to set. I personally don't like to just be like, fuck you forever. This friendship's over. I think there can come a point where you're like, look, this is really not working. And I don't think we need to be friends, but in situations like you were saying, where it's just like a lot of negative energy or you feel like they're, they, they need to work some things out for themselves. It's like, maybe you just prioritize other more, more healthy friendships in your life. And you kind of distance yourself from that person. Like, I think there's other ways to do it than just like completely burning a bridge, but there are definitely situations in which like that has to be done mm-hmm. with people who are just really toxic and maybe won't take no for an answer. Won't respect your boundaries. Like won't respect you in general, I think there's definitely situations, but, you know, by no means are we saying that these things are like grounds for dismissal of that person from your life. So anything, anything,
1: but anything can also, be, yeah, yeah anything think, can be, it just,
0: it depends. I mean, it's all case by case.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like the next one was that your priorities have changed. And I think this is a good one. Like, you know, when you're in school together you guys are on the same path right then. If you, even if you're in college, it's like you both are on like a, a path for school. And then like, I noticed because I'm a lot older than a lot of my friends, when I got out of school and they were still in school, our, our friendship definitely shifted because we were not really in the same place anymore. We didn't see each other as much. And, you know, when you're in college, like your focus is more like school and like getting drunk and like just having fun. If your priorities have changed, that's totally acceptable and a very normal thing in life. Cause not everyone's going to be on the same path as you, but also like it did shift back. Like now I have a close relationship with my friends and now, now that they have graduated and we're all like kind of in the working world, like priority shift as well as your friend's priorities. So you could, you know, reassess those and like I I'm just a huge supporter of like relationships ebbing and flowing. Like Honestly, sometimes yeah. you're closer, sometimes you're farther. Like we didn't talk for a little while, and then now we have this, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's very normal, very common. It's sh- it's not even personal. It's just yeah, how that it one's is.
0: yeah. I feel like that one especially is very just kind of situational. Like you you're just in different phases of your life. And it doesn't mean that someone's ahead or behind. It literally just means that your priorities are different. Like I have friends who are married and, you know, really settled down and I'm not in that place of being married and being settled in a house and living that type of lifestyle. I'm also not in the same boat as a lot of my friends who You know, maybe are younger. I was older than a lot of my friends in school because I, you know, started a little bit later in my program. And so sometimes those people who are younger are more like into partying and going out. And so I feel like I'm kind of in an in-between area right now. And because of that, like a lot of my friendships have ebbed and flowed. And maybe I don't see them as often. But I think it doesn't mean anything about the person or the friendship or that it's not a good friendship or a healthy friendship. It just means that like maybe you have different priorities right now. And so maybe like you don't see each other as much, or you don't do the same things together as you used to do, or whatever that means. I just, I think that one in specific doesn't mean like, oh, this is, this is something bad. It's just different.
1: Mm -hmm. So the last one that we want to talk about was when you have built your relationship at a time when you were a completely different person, but now you're not that person anymore. And part of the reason that you were able to become a different person was maybe because of the friendship and also yourself, of course. But you also realize that you being who you are now, you wouldn't be friends with that person.
0: Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a hard one because when you start to notice it, you can't like, unnotice it almost Mm -hmm. where you're kind of like I became friends with this person when I was a completely different person and if I were to meet them today would I be their friend like I don't know
1: I think that this is really scary because knowing that this happened also makes you afraid of like well what friends in the future am I gonna feel like I evolved past when I'm a different person in the future you know right just it's scary to like, as a person to acknowledge change in any sort of manner,
0: mm-hmm. because while be like, it
1: can be good, but it can also just be so scary and different.
0: Yeah. Like I might just be in a different place where I'm not friends with this person or, or, you know, I'm not on the same path as this person. And I think I always want to say, I mean, I kind of mentioned this before, but I always want to say, Oh, you changed so much in your twenties you know, maybe that kind of settles out as you get older and you kind of figure out more of who you are, but we're only in our twenties. So we don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. you you hear it, you hear it, but who knows if you don't change it just as much from 30 to 40, like Mm -hmm. you might, you probably will in some ways. And so that's, (laughs) I was talking with my stepdad the other day and he kind of said something like that, like, well, hate to break it to you, but you're never fully going to know who you are and you're never going to stop evolving and changing. And, and really that was kind of a great thing to hear. I mean, you're not, you know, you kind of know it, you kind of know it in your head. Like, I know I'm never fully going to be like, I finally made it to this place where I know exactly who I am. And I feel finally like I'm, I've arrived. It's like, you're always going to be evolving and changing and questioning and growing. And I think that's a huge relief to be like, I don't ever have to totally have it figured out. No one Mm -hmm. really ever does, but it is scary to be like, well, maybe I will evolve past these really great friendships, but I think you can kind of tell, I feel like maybe it's just me, but we were talking about intuition earlier. And I think you can kind of just tell if someone might be more a part of a phase of your life versus like a lifelong friend. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking of your friends and maybe I'm not, maybe I don't know, but a lot of your close friends, I'm like, they just seem like lifelong friends. Yes, like they're yeah. just good, really good people, really solid people who have their head on straight and you have a special relationship with them that like you were saying before is stable and mutual. And like, you guys support each other and lift, lift each other up. You don't have a power dynamic. You're not in competition. You know, it's, yeah. It just feels very supportive and good. And I just say that. Cause I think it's a good example, like, especially of a group of friends. Like I don't have a ton of friend groups. I have more of like individual friends, but I think especially as a friend group, it just feels very like you guys will grow together and always be there to support each other. Like there's not a toxicity yeah. about it.
1: And, and you're right. Like you can always kind of tell, like if someone is in a phase of your life, and I think it's, like, it kind of depends on what you bond over, you know? Okay, so, like, for example, when we lived together, we could have easily only bonded over the fact that we are both going through a breakup with, like, people from the same friend group, but that's not really what we, like, decided to bond over. We decided to bond over podcasts and Taylor Swift and, like just TV shows. Yeah. TV shows (laughs) dealing with mental illness. Yeah. Those things like those things weren't a phase of our life, that phase of my life where I was dating that person, I was a different person for sure. But the things we bonded over, we've like grown and we found even more things that we both like. And I think I've also had friends that you know, I, I just had them because of the person I was dating, you know, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make them any less important, but there it's good indicators that like, maybe it's time to let it go.
0: Yeah. I think you can tell when a friendship is really situational, like I'm only friends with this person because we were going through this thing together or because we worked at the same place or whatever. I think I have a ton of friends from restaurants. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not really close anymore. Like we're so, but we're so acquaintances. Like it was never anything terrible. It was just like, yeah, we bonded over working at that place and now we don't work there anymore. <laughs>
1: like yeah,
0: it's, we're in different phases of our lives. We weren't, and there are a few people that I've stayed close with, of course, but like, you kind of know when someone's like more of a lifelong friend or more of like a situational friend. And, and if they're situational, it doesn't mean that they're less important or like, they're a bad friend or anything I think it just means like they just aren't somebody that you have maybe enough in common with or see enough you know it doesn't always have to be like that it's super unhealthy or bad it just like could just not be ideal
1: I guess yeah I feel like it's really hard to like even evolve out of friendships or break up with a friend in this time period with social media it's so much harder to just like fade out of someone's life Like, I I think that you actually have to like break it off with a friend now and like maybe unfollow them or something, because there's so many things you, like, there's so many reminders of that person. It's like, you may be trying to cut someone on your life and then they reach out to you on Instagram because it's so easily accessible to, you know, to be like, oh my God, like I just went to that bar or whatever.
0: And Mm so it's very intentional about it.
1: And which can make it harder because, and like, you feel more guilty because you have to set even stricter boundaries, you know?
0: hmm I agree. I mean, as an adult, I don't think there's ever been a time where I've been like, I don't think this friendship is working and I haven't had that happen to me. And I completely attribute it to being very non-confrontational, especially when I was younger, I feel like it's something that I try and work on, not like confrontational, like mean, just like saying when I don't think something is right or whatever, but it's super difficult to just say like, because with a breakup, it's like, you can kind of say, oh, like I'm I'm a romantic breakup. like this. I don't think this is working anymore because Maybe they've lost feelings, or maybe they are like not going on the same path of life. And like, that's probably not going to work for a marriage. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. it's not going to work realistically because a marriage or a romantic relationship, you know, a serious long term one is a lot of commitment and it's a lot of time spent with this person and whatever. So if it's not going to work out, it's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because you have to have a lot of things fitting for that to work. yeah. Whereas with a friendship, it's like, well, how do you just tell this person? Like, you can't be like, I lost feelings. It's like, you have to literally be like, I don't want to be your friend anymore.
1: Yeah. And, and that's feels, like, just, almost like so painful. painful. Yeah. 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 It's it like, like, whoa, it really is me. It's not, it's like, it's like, you can any never any be like, now. it's not you. It's me. You right. can never because, be like that really. Yeah.
0: Because it's, I guess you could say, oh, I'm, I'm changing as a person. And I don't think that, we fit anymore or something but it's really difficult like i i honestly don't know if i'd be able to do it and that's something that i kind of feel like i could work on not being like i'm going to cut people out of my life but just saying if somebody's not healthy and not a not a positive influence in my life like being honest about that instead yeah. of just maybe ghosting them or something like i don't think that's always the best Route, but even having conversations like that could potentially help the friendship. Like, even just yeah. saying, like, this thing doesn't work for me, or I don't appreciate it doing it when you do this, or whatever it is. If you have multiple, I mean, yeah, things, try
1: but. try everything you can if you'd like. I think to even put this into more context, it's just I've been thinking so much about the people and things that I surround myself with to like create a better environment and like a better state of mind. And like, that's the entire reason I quit my job because I'm not going to be a server because it's more my career path as a graphic designer, that's right. just, <laughs> just simply not true. And the reason I'm doing it is because I was feeling so resentful towards my company about the ways that they had like attacked me personally, that I felt they had attacked me, that I wanted to surround myself in a different work environment, you mm-hmm. know? That is so important for like my energy and how I feel every day. And so if you're surrounding yourself with these people who, you know, after you hang out with them or have an interaction with them of any type, you're like, what the fuck? Like, you're like, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. Then what are you doing? Honestly, is one thing I've learned about becoming an adult is that you completely get to choose your reality and choose your every day. And you can't, you can't control anything, everything that happens, but you can control what you put yourself around. And that makes a giant difference.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that. I feel like I've been trying to notice that a lot too. Like when I leave from hanging out with someone, I'm like, do I feel worse? Do Mm -hmm. I feel like not good about that. And there are situations where I leave hanging out with someone and I'm like, I don't feel very good after that. And I try to kind of pinpoint the reasons and try to understand, you know, is this coming from within me or is it coming from that person? Because I think there's a lot of ways to look at it, but ultimately it comes down to like, do you feel good after hanging out with this person? Do you feel rejuvenated, supported, energized, like, you know, happy that you got to spend time with them? Or do you feel like, strained, negative, judged, unsupported, invalidated. Like I've definitely had situations like that. And I think it is difficult to say, even for you to come to terms with like, maybe I shouldn't be friends with this person. Yeah. It's, it's hard. If you're listening to this, I'm talking about you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be friends anymore. Um, Uh, No,
0: it's, it's, yeah, it's difficult. I think it just comes down to having respect for yourself to say like, this isn't the type of situation I want to be surrounded by. And like you leaving that job that was just like not healthy for you in any way was a huge step of just saying, I don't want to be surrounded by these types of people. Like, I mean, there's the common saying of like, you are who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And it's so true. It's just, just so true. And It wasn't
1: even like, cause I, I love the people that work at the library, which is why I stayed mm-hmm. for so long, but like the, the great thing about the people at the library is that I can be friends with them outside of not working. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and when you actually boil it down to like, what do I need for my work experience? It's that you need professional development and money, you know, like pretty much like you add a few things, health benefits, like that kind of stuff. And if you're not getting those things, like, I'm sorry to say that like people, like it's great to work with people that you like mm-hmm. the people you get along with. That's a great added benefit. But at the end of the day, you're there to work, you know, like you're not, you don't need to romanticize it. You don't need to be like, I have the best group of coworkers ever. And I did, and I did, but you don't need to, Yeah. It, that's not what it's about, you know, because yeah. you have friends outside of that. You need to like the job the company needs to do right by you, it needs to be transparent, it needs to be paying you for your value. Needs to be recognizing your accomplishments, your skills, your professional development. Needs to be helping you on on your career path. And if it's not doing that, then it, it's probably not serving you as well as a work experience should. Whereas when like, it comes to friend wise, however, it's it's pretty much the same. Like what you need from a friend is like you need to feel supported, you need to feel not judged, you need to feel validated in your own experiences, and you need to feel respected. And I mean, also to like have fun. That's like a huge important part of like being friends yeah. with someone yeah and if you're not getting that then like it's not the bare min- minimum of friendship you know
0: yeah I think it's just a matter of examining friendships especially if you feel like they're not serving you and kind of deciding
1: yeah so yeah do do right by yourself and surround yourself with the best things Um, Yeah,
0: that's the message. That's the real message here. So
1: take care of yourself, surround Mm -hmm. yourself with good people. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, Like you guys. Yeah. Everyone that listens. All all of our besties.
1: Yeah, exactly. All of our besties. Thanks for being good. Yeah.
0: I feel like we had a lot of nice concrete points and had a good intro and all that. So Mm -hmm. look at us being all stars at podcasting as usual. Well, should we wrap it up?
1: Yes, that's after
0: up. we cut out all that stuff. Uh, yeah,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah just to. leave
0: that in as a tease. Like people don't know what the things that we cut mm-hmm. out, just the yeah. things we say. Ten minutes of silence while I feed my dogs. That's what we're <laughs> cutting out. <laughs> well, thanks again to everyone for listening. Yeah, that's let us know if you have any straight to jail thoughts. If,
1: yeah, let us know if you have any straight to jail thoughts or yes, any yes. thoughts about topics that you want us to do in the future.
0: Yes. Oh, and before I'm you turn it, it off. Mm -hmm. so I came uh, it's been brought to my attention that almost nobody knows that there are bloopers at the end of the episode and we've talked about it Mm -hmm. but if I have to say it in every episode I will don't just turn it off at the music because right after the music is always like a blooper or funny moment Mm -hmm. and I told my friend that and she was like oh I thought you guys just forgot to stop recording (laughs) I was like this is an edited
1: podcast (laughs) I edit it so much (laughs) It's
0: not just like we Record and just put it out there That
1: hurts
0: It's not like we play the music at the end of the recording In Mm -hmm. real time Come on guys, get with the times (laughs) So
1: always listen
0: Well, if you guys want to find us on social We are at So Good So Far Podcast I am at Nicole Pogreen
1: And I'm at Jackie's Attic Mm -hmm. It's been So good so 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 far. far
0: Okay. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like something to do with, I, I don't even I know. I don't understand. We don't know technology. Okay. Well, that's the end. I, I don't know. Tech- <laughs> Here's the blooper. <laughs> Good damn it.